Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee and Chit Chat with Kim. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that's happening right now. We're going to talk about how we change from the summer garden to the fall garden and how we do that. And what do we do to our soil and all the good things to know to get ready for fall planting. So we're going to talk about that today, but before we do, let's go ahead and grab our potion of choice surprise surprise to everybody i have some coffee today with um yep you guessed it vanilla cannoli cream creamer i know shocking right so before we get started today um i wanted to go ahead and do an oracle poll with you um some things have been going on recently that um have allowed me more time at home So I have really been diving into my craft a little bit more lately and uh, practicing more because I have more time on my hands now, spending more time outside grounding, um, being with nature and just kind of um, finding myself again. I got a little detoured on my journey and I got a little bit lost, but um, some decisions were made and and things came up where that could not be helped and it has allowed me some extra time to really focus on my own well-being and my journey so since you guys have been on this journey with me i wanted to do my oracle card pull today here with you i've done this a few times before um so for this part, if you guys don't believe in this stuff and you don't want to hear it or for whatever reasons you have, you don't want to listen to this part, it's okay. You can mute me. Uh, you can skip ahead. I promise. There's a lot more besides the Oracle card pull for today, um, but I don't take any offense, but I will be doing this because it's my show and I want to. Okay. So um, like I've explained before, I... Um, do not do tarot. I prefer the Oracle deck to me. It's, um, it's a lot more meaningful to me in different ways. And, um, if you do tarot most of the time during my Oracle card reading, it does explain what card this would coincide with in the tarot deck. So if you do tarot, stick around and, um, we'll see what they have to say about that. Also, this is a botanical oracle deck. Um, so this is about plants and herbs and stuff like that. So if you're just into the plants or herbs part, stick around because it will um, teach us about this specific plant and it will tell us the scientific properties along with the spiritual properties of this plant as well. So my thing here is, is if I am quiet for just a second, your headphones have not gone crazy. I am still here. I'm just quiet for a minute. So the first thing I do with my Oracle deck is I take it and I pass it through my incense just to cleanse and set my intention. All right, and then after that, I'm going to hold the deck in my hands, close my eyes, 
and set my intentions with the deck. As I'm doing this, I'm allowing my energy to pass through and allowing energy to pass through to me. Okay. After that, we shuffle. Now, as you're shuffling, if any card should jump out, turn sideways, flip over, um, just kind of try to grab your attention. That's probably your card. If you don't have any cards that do that, shuffle until you feel you are done. And then you pick your card. This is all about you, your intentions, your energy, and your connection. There is no right. There is no wrong. There's just you. All right. Oh. Oh, yes, I am so excited to see this card. Oh, thank you, universe. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First of all, let me tell you what the card is. The card is the Hollyhock. I personally love this flower. That's first. Um, I got seeds recently for Hollyhocks, and they're black Hollyhocks because I do have an interest in starting a gothic garden. Um, and this was going to be one of my first flowers, one of my first black flowers in my goth garden. Um, now, in this deck, the hollyhock represents abundance. Ooh, yes, I'm excited. Now, abundance goes along with um, kind of what we're talking about today, about harvest from our garden. And it kind of um, goes along with my life right now, personally, a lot of things have been in question um, and just some uncertainties lately. And to see this card come up for me is very exciting. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our um, field guide. And we'll turn to the page that the hollyhock is on. All right, let's just get there. Where are you? Zephyrn, Foxglove, Hollyhock. All right. So it is abundance. And I'm going to read for you verbatim what it says in this field guide. Okay. Hollyhock flowers come in various gorgeous colors, including a dark purplish black, as seen in this card's art. Other varieties are lemony yellow and shades of pink. This beautiful plant is a garden favorite because of its height and showy blossoms, but it is more than just an ornamental. Related to the mallow, the entire hollyhock is edible. Flowers, leaves, seeds, and roots all are safe to eat, though they are not particularly delicious, and contain vitamins C and B as well as iodine and zinc. Hollyhock has many applications. The flowers can be dried, ground, and turned into dye. You can use as a food dye, fabric, and handmade paper. Speaking of paper, the fibrous stems of the hollyhock can be used in much the same way as mulberry to make a strong fibrous paper or parchment. 
This plant is used in folk medicine to treat everything from skin injuries like burns or lesions to coughs and inflammation. The flower buds are easily used medicinally for respiratory illness. The shoots to cease difficult labor and the seeds in a hot um, tisane are said to help reduce the symptoms of fevers. The root is astringent. It is crushed and applied as a poultice to ulcers. Internally, it is used in the treatment of dysentery. And when dry, the woody stems of the hollyhock make good kindling. The oracle property of the hollyhock is abundance. Aside from being a lovely ornamental plant with many human applications, hollyhocks provide food and shelter to hummingbirds, beetles, and moths. It is the favorite flower of several species of butterflies. Abundance is a word we use, we often associate with monetary wealth or physical possessions, but abundance is better measured by including health, friends, happiness, and well-being in our assessment. Embracing abundance isn't an exercise in accumulation, but rather a willingness to live gracefully and gratefully and with an open arm. Like the hollyhock, we may find our place in the garden by being a blessing to others. Accept the things you have in your life rather than focusing on things you don't and look at the many ways you can be of service to your community. Living with gratitude and open arms will attract others to you and provide opportunities for others to see your value. In the Victorian language of flowers, hollyhocks are associated with the bonds of love, much like the Empress or the Queen of Pentacles from the tarot. The hollyhock is traditionally planted in a witch's garden to bring abundance, and it is strongly related to the pagan holiday llamas which celebrates harvest season and expresses gratitude to nature for her generous gifts. Well, wow. If the universe is not screaming at the top of her lungs at me right now, <sighs> there's so many things, you guys, things that I can't really talk about um, for ethical reasons. Um, but there's, there was a lot of uh, things going on, and I um, I just needed to center myself again and uh, look around me and realize that uh, I have everything that I've ever asked for. And it might not look like it um, packaged up in ribbons and bows, but it's here, and it's around me, and I'm grateful, and I'm thankful, and I celebrate the abundance of my life. And so for this card to come up and just kind of be like, hey, remember this. And I went, yeah, I remember. Uh, just kind of confirms for me that I'm doing what I need to do. So what else is going on today? Um, today it is not as hot as it has been. We have been experiencing a heat wave up here on Long Island. It has been horrible. I am not a person for the heat. I do not like it, not one bit. Um, hence the plans of moving further north in the future. Not like most people here in New York, they move down south. You know, the big place now is, I think, Virginia and um, the Carolinas and Florida. And 
I am one of those odd people who move north because I like the cooler weather. Um, so yeah, so the heat wave has been um, horrible, absolutely horrible for me in more ways than one. Um, but today is not as hot. It's still muggy and hot out there, but it's not like life-threatening hot. So today I'm going to be going out to the garden and working out there. And um, I'll talk more about that in our um, next segment of this podcast. But right now I'm going to go get a refill. So if you guys are interested and if I have any newbies out there, welcome to gardening. Come and learn with me. Bring your pen and paper and write some things down right after this quick break. Stick around, you guys. I'll be right back. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you for sticking around. All right, so I'm going to go over a lot of things with you right now. And I'm going to start from what's happening today outside in the garden to what we can expect for our fall planting up to harvest. So um, I invite all of my wonderful, amazing, awesome new gardeners to... Um, grab a pen and paper. Now, please understand, I'm not an expert. I am not a master gardener. I am a homesteader. I'm a green witch. I'm somebody who wakes up every morning with the sun and I go and stand in my garden the first thing in the morning and I appreciate the life that is all around me. And um, this is my passion. So please Take what I say and just use it as a guide. Twist it, turn it, make it your own, whatever you need to do. Um, I just offer you my knowledge in what has worked for me in my garden. So if this doesn't vibe with you, that's cool. Um, take pieces of it and do what you will. Um, the, the most important thing is that you just get out there and, and try, right? Um just try. You, you'll you be amazed at what you can do. Okay. So right now, August, um, I lost track of my days. Today is August 10th. So it is the middle of the jungle garden, right? This is when the garden is wild with life. Um, this is also one of our biggest harvesting months for our summer garden. If you walk outside into your garden right now, you'll notice tomatoes are ripening cucumbers are ready um my eggplants are growing my peppers are doing fantastic um you know everything is kind of almost ready to be harvested right so while we're doing that um we have to now keep in mind what what are we going to put there when we take the zucchini out or what are we going to put there when we take those cucumbers out because they're almost done right and so now we kind of have to come up with the plan so what's the easiest thing to do take a paper and a pen 
go and stand in your garden. Draw out your garden. Physically draw it out on the piece of paper. And this is what I do. This is what helps me because I'm a visual person. I have to see it, right? So go into your garden. Draw out your garden. I have five garden beds. So I draw out five raised beds and I start labeling them. And I, now I start thinking, okay, when I take out the cucumbers, I think in that place, because it's over there and it doesn't get that much sun, I'm going to do some really nice leafy greens over there. Um, so in that bed, I plan on putting my spinach, my kale, and my Swiss chard. So I have a plan, right? Um, if you want to fly by the seat of your pants and that works for you, go do what you need to do. But for me, I find that if I actually write it down or draw it out, it helps me see it a lot better, right? Because sometimes we just need to see it to believe it. That's how I feel in my garden. I need to see it. So at this time, while we're out there and we're harvesting as gardeners, we need to now start thinking for the future, right? That means we need to start making decisions. And sometimes making those decisions can be very difficult out in the garden, at least for me. I went on Instagram live the other day and I was showing everybody my garden and um, asking for advice because I've come to terms with my zucchini. My zucchini, I've pulled vine borers, got the best of my zucchini plants this year. And no matter what I did to try and rectify the situation, and it just, it wasn't happening. So I got about four nice looking zucchinis out of my zucchini bed this year, but I needed that space in order to start planting for the fall. So in, instead of trying to um, go out of my way and save these zucchini plants, I decided to just pull them because I felt like I've done all that I could do to try and help these zucchini plants thrive and they're just not happening. And now I have to make the decision because it's at that time where we start planting for our fall garden. I have to make the decision. Do I keep putting money and effort into trying to save the zucchini plant, which is just going to be exhausted soon anyway? Or do I pull it, amend the bed, and start planting for my fall garden? So that's what I did. I decided to take the loss, pull the zucchini plants, um, amend the bed and plant for fall. Um, so when I say things like amend the bed, what does that mean? That means that we're building soil health, right? And just like us, if we don't eat, we don't function, right? So think of it like that. If the soil doesn't eat, the soil doesn't function. And especially if you've already had some kind of plant growing in there that you have harvested, and you've pulled, just think that's like an empty plate now, right? We have to put food back on the plate in order for our plants to thrive. So the plants that we pulled have taken up all these nutrients out of the soil. They've used all the nutrients and we got to put them back. So we can use things like amendments. So what is that? So the amendments that I'm using, um, one, I'm using a kelp fertilizer um, by uh, Costa Maine. I absolutely love that brand. 
everything they have is fantastic. I use their seed starter mix. I use their fertilizers. It's fantastic. 100% organic. Um, and I'm also really into supporting aquaculture in agriculture. So using things with um, products that contain uh, kelp and lobster and all those things, we're supporting aquaculture in agriculture. And that's really, really important. Okay. And a completely different podcast that maybe we'll make in the future with a very good friend of mine. But um, right now, that's how I'm choosing to support aquaculture is by using those products in my organic garden. So another thing you can use, it's called Black Lake Organic. And I recommend their Cascadia Bloom Mix. Now this is um, something that you have to actually contact the company to order. It's not like a store that you could just go on there and just order a bag and whatever. So um, if you're interested, go to Black Lake Organic and um, check out their bloom fertilizer. Uh, it says organic bloom fertilizer mixes. And if you scroll, I'm on the website right now. If you scroll all the way down at the bottom, it's kind of highlighted. It says bloom number 11, Cascadia Gold. It's a vegetable fertilizer mix based on Steve Solomon's recipes in his books. And that is what I recommend to put all those delicious, yummy, necessary nutrients back into the soil to help your next crop, okay, your next plant. Because it would be like keeping an empty refrigerator and expecting the people in the house to live. It's not going to happen, right? So we need to fill up that refrigerator. We need to put those nutrients back into the soil for our fall garden to thrive. So that's what I did. I pulled my zucchini out and I am not, I am not using a tiller, right? Because I'm trying to build soil health. So I don't want to really disturb anything that's happening and growing and becoming wonderful in that soil. But I do need to kind of aerate it a little bit, right? So what do we do? We broad fork. Um, we just take the broad fork, or if you don't have a broad fork, which I don't have one of those big ones, I have a little garden fork, and I just kind of basically stab it into the soil, shimmy it back and forth, take it out. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just aerate the soil a little bit, right? Because we got to get those nutrients back down into the soil. So aerate the soil. Then you're going to spread your amendments on the soil. And then I just used a garden rake and kind of mixed it all into the goodness and then watered, watered, watered to make sure that they're getting into down deep into the soil, getting watered in so that it can start to build that soil health back up, right? So after all that's done, I give it a day. Next day, come out and plant. So in my zucchini bed, I planted um, collard greens and I planted um, savoy cabbage. Um, my plan is my garden, my fall garden to feed us in the winter. 
So what I want to do is create a garden where I can make a lot of soups and stews from there and can those and put them in the pantry. Uh, the fear for the Northeast this year is for winter to be a very, very bad winter. Now I'm thinking ahead and thinking of snowstorms and losing power and it being very cold and stuff like that. So I want to have a lot of soups and stews on hand that I can just pull out of the pantry, heat up on the gas stove, and it be a nice, hot, filling meal to help keep us warm if that should happen. Um, being outside, working outside in the winter sucks, but Russell does. So I want to make sure that he has good meals to come home to from being freezing outside in the winter all, all winter long. It's just, it's bad. So I pulled, I pulled the zucchini. I planted that. I have, I think the collard greens, the spacing requirements, and I don't have the I don't have the seed packet up here with me. Where did I put that seed packet? I do not know. Um, but the spacing requirements, I think, were only something like four to six inches. So I planted quite a few um, collard greens in a uh, four by four spot, right? And then on the other side, I planted. Now the Savoy cabbage needed a little bit more spacing. So I did. 12 inches and I think I planted about six or eight heads of Savoy cabbage and with the cabbage what we really love to make is stuffed cabbage or cabbage rolls um so that's my plan with that also cabbage soup and stuff so um everything is having a purpose now in the my root bed that didn't do very well because it was lacking phosphorus when your roots are lacking phosphorus they're not going to bulb up so my radishes never bulb bulbed up my my beets never took off so i had to add bone meal to that soil and work that soil in it needed a lot of nutrients and so i have since planted uh carrots parsnips and rutabagas in that bed and they are sprouting i have struggled a lot with carrots they just have not done well for me. And also this year I had to plant um, in the beds and make a barrier around the beds because my cats think it's just one big giant litter box that I'm just, you know, preparing for them. So they go in and they do what they do in the litter box and they're scooping and moving around the dirt and disturbing the seeds and nothing ever grows because they're pooping on top of it. And so I, I modified my beds so that they're staying out of there this year. But moving along to the cucumbers. So decision time again, right? We have to decide. Even though those cucumbers look really sad right now, do we let them stay there and give them some more fertilizer and hope and pray that maybe I'll get an, a decent sized cucumber? No. To me, it's not worth it. I have other things that I need to plant, right? So my cucumber uh, fiasco that happened is that I just didn't have enough pollinators in my garden this year. And if you guys ever seen 
cucumber plant where the cucumbers grow and they look like little round balls with <laughs> with the little thing at the end of it you know it's just it's a weird looking cucumber that's of that's because of poor pollination so that's how all my cucumbers turned out this year i had big silver slicer cucumbers that i had planted i had boston pickling cucumbers that i planted the only cucumber that did well this year was the north carolina heirloom which they stayed small and they were white cucumbers so I think the smaller the cucumber, the less energy had to be put in there. So those were the ones that did the best. But the bigger cucumbers just never made it. And it was really, really hot. And cucumbers don't do well in the extreme heat. So they're dying off. But I can still see those little tiny baby cu cucumbers on there that are trying to make it. And in my green witch heart, it hurts my soul to pull cucumber vines with the little baby cucumbers still on them because I feel like I'm wasting them. But on the other hand, all of my garden waste goes to my chickens, except for any type of nightshade, like a tomato or a potato. Those don't ever go to my chickens, um, but they do enjoy a cucumber. So today I think I'm going to get out there and pull those cucumbers, give the chickens a treat, going to start to amend that soil bed. And then in that bed, I plan on putting spinach, kale, and Swiss chard back there. Um, and then in my pepper bed, when that's exhausted, which will not be for a while, uh, that is where the broccoli and cauliflower will go. And then where the tomatoes are is where I will be putting some snow peas and some yellow wax beans and blue lake bush beans over there. Um, so right now is the time to start thinking about, um, if you're out there in your garden and everything is looking fantastic and it's blooming and it's doing great, that means it's almost time to harvest that and enjoy your efforts, right? And as soon as you harvest it, then it needs to be pulled. You need to turn your soil, fix your bed and start planting for the fall now. What do you plant in the fall? Well, where we are on Long Island, I'm in zone 7A. I get a frost. My first frost is scheduled to be around Halloween. Um, our weather, our climate, since we're on an island, um, is very unpredictable. It's it's seems like it's never what the weatherman says. Um, but, you know, use... Use your best judgment. If you've lived on the island for a while, you know how it works here. You know when it starts to get cold, when the leaves start changing, you you know. So use your best judgment. Based on what's happened this year, I believe we are about a month behind. So that could be a good thing for us who want to grow into the fall. Um, it might stay warmer a little bit longer, but we are predicted to have a pretty bad winter this year. So be prepared for that. Um, grow all the things that you can in the fall and preserve, preserve, preserve. Because if we're going to have a bad winter, um, I, I see power outages in our future, you guys, if you're here on the island. So just something to think about in the back of your mind while you're planting your fall garden. Um, I know that these are things that I think about. And this is exactly why I plant my own garden. 
um, for occasions like power outages in the winter. They're not fun. Um, and so how can we plant when it gets cold? Well, we can do things like season extension. If you have the room or the land um, to put up a high tunnel or some sort of uh, a greenhouse or something, you can grow in the greenhouse as long as there's heat provided in that greenhouse. Um, being on the island in December, you're probably going to have to put like a heater in there. But if you can do something like that, you can grow into the winter. If you don't have a greenhouse or anything and you just have your garden beds and that's it, that's okay. There's still things that we can do to extend our growing season in the garden beds, right? So let's put up a little tiny hoop cover over our garden beds. Throw some frost cover over your garden beds. If you can't afford anything and you're the type of gardener that get, likes to use stuff hanging around your house, like me, I'm that person. If it's hanging around my house, I'd rather use that first before I go out and I buy something. Guys, just use a plain bed sheet. Go out there and put a bed sheet over your garden. See if there's things laying around your house like PVC, um, pipe or something or something that you can bend and make like a half circle and stick them in your garden bed and make kind of like a hoop and then just use a rock or a stake or something and hold down the sheet at either end. Now you have an environment where it's providing warmth and protection to those crops that you're growing. And so you can grow them into the frost. Now, once that deep freeze hits, and you guys know what I mean if you're in a state that gets snow, once that deep, deep freeze hits, it's, it becomes a sticky situation. You might have things that survive and you might have things that die. Things like kale, you guys, I don't know what the magic recipe is with kale, but kale seems to survive everything. Um, so take that into consideration. Kale is great in soups. Think about that. Um, uh, what else? Your leafy greens, spinach, a lot of types of spinach can take a lot of frost. Uh, you know, you just have to do your research, but it's that time right now where it, it's go time. So we have to start planting for the fall now. So if you're out there and you're looking at your garden bed and you're seeing that everything looks fantastic, start analyzing what you're going to start taking out. And as soon as you start taking something out, put some nutrients in there and plant something else in its spot. If you have stuff that's still producing, still flowering, still producing, leave it there. Leave it there for as long as you can. Let me give you a little hint. Beans do very well with tomatoes. So if you have your tomatoes trellised up, prune the bottom of your tomato plants so there's a nice amount of space between the ground and the first branch out from your tomato plant. Prune them. Plant your beans right underneath your tomatoes. They, they help each other with nitrogen. So... um. 
they work very well together and you can get a head start on beans. So any type of bean, green beans. I wouldn't do any type of climbing bean though. We want to stick with bush beans primarily. So things like blue lake bush beans, that's what I'm planting in my tomato bed today. So I want to get a head start and that's what I'm going to do. These are just things that you have to find what works for you. Not everybody's garden is the same. Not everybody's going to have success. My garden this year struggled a lot. Uh, I really look forward to a good fall season because my summer garden did not produce as I thought it would. And I was a little disappointed, but that's okay. I'm going to look forward to the future of my fall garden and everything should be fine. Now, please follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, on TikTok. I give you live updates in my garden. I'm out there showing you things. Here you hear my voice. There you see my 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 world. So follow me on Instagram. Um, mostly that's where I am. I do a lot of lives on Instagram. If you guys are wanting to see what I'm talking about, go and check it out. But um, other than that, if you have any questions, please always feel free to leave comments, email me. I'm more than happy to help you guys out with whatever I can. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I don't know everything. This is just what works for me, and I'm trying to pass some knowledge on to you guys. So if you want to get out there and plant your fall garden, now's the time. Go and do it. And if you have any questions, let me know. But other than that, get out of the world and be kind today, you guys. Thanks for listening. I love you. Until next time.